There are three things you need to know about God. Number one, you need to know that he's sovereign. And you need to know that he knows everything. And the third thing you need to know about God is that God is in love with you. Come on, tell your neighbor, God is in love with you. And when God loves you, he applies all of his wisdom and all of his power to your well-being. And so when you tell three people, it's going to be all right. God is sovereign. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. How we magnify, glorify, and bless the wonderful name of Jesus. I agree with everything that Elder Charles Blake II has said. Every recognition and expression of gratitude to you who are visiting with us and you who are, have served in such an excellent way. We praise God for each and every one of you. It's good to be in God's house on today. And how many of you feel like worshiping God? Has he done anything for you? Why don't you give him praise? Turn with me, please, to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 13 and verse 30. Where the Bible says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once to take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is the land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it were men of great stature. There we saw giants, the descendants of Anak, came from giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so were we in their sight. Let's go up at once, because we are well able to overcome it. Would you repeat after me, please, the Caleb Report? report. Say it one more time, the Caleb Report. Please be seated. Most of you are familiar with the story of Moses. The man selected by God to lead the children of Israel out of Egyptian slavery. Moses was born during a very intense period of oppression of the children of Israel. The Pharaoh had decreed that all Jewish male children were to be killed as soon as they were born. But Moses and his mother, to protect him from those who would kill him, hid him among the reeds at the river. The Pharaoh's daughter heard him crying, had compassion upon him, adopted him as her own son, and hired Moses' mother without knowledge. He didn't know who she was, but he hired Moses' own mother 
to be his nurse and caretaker. When God selects you, he performs all kind of miracles to accomplish his purpose in your life. Tell your neighbor, when God selects you, he performs all kind of miracles to accomplish his purpose in your life. Some of you are going to get miracles today. Clap your hands and praise God for that. Moses spent 40 years in the Pharaoh's palace gaining all the wisdom of the Egyptians. As this 40-year period came to a close, Moses, in an attempt to protect one of his Jewish brothers, killed an Egyptian. And to escape punishment, Moses fled to Egypt and traveled south on the African continent into the vicinity of what we now call Ethiopia and the Sudan. There he stopped by a well where a young lady and her sisters were trying to obtain some water for their sheep. The other shepherds of that land were about to drive the women away, but Moses intervened. Forcefully and physically, he defended them and drew water for their sheep. They told their father, Jethro, of what had happened and how Moses had been so kind and defensive on their behalf. And Moses was invited to their home for a meal. Jethro was so impressed by his time with Moses that he invited Moses to live with him and his family and to work for them. After a while, one of Jethro's daughter, daughters, Zipporah, became Moses' wife. In Numbers 12 and 2, we were informed that Moses' wife was an Ethiopian, an African. He married an African, which means that her father, Jethro, and her brother, Hobab, and the rest of their family were also African. But when Moses joined with Jethro, it's amusing to note that he did not do so as a leader, as a teacher, but rather as a son and a servant and a follower. At the end of 40 years with Jethro and Jethro's family, Moses' assignment was still caring for the sheep. This is what Moses found his wife doing 40 years before, and it was what Moses was doing when he saw the burning bush and received the call of Almighty God. The Bible says that Moses went to his father-in-law and said, please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt. Let me see whether they are still alive. Jethro said to Moses, go in peace. Now Jethro's family and his tribe had a tremendous amount of military and organizational knowledge. They had vast knowledge of the wilderness and a tremendous reservoir of wilderness survival skills. As much as Moses had learned, he found from time to time that he still needed to learn more about the wilderness and that he needed the help of Jethro and his family. They became tremendous resources for Moses, even as Moses led Israel. For an example, Jethro literally saved 
Moses' life. The load of leadership was about to kill Moses and his people. He observed Moses talking to people all day long from sunup to sundown, listening to their problems and resolving their disputes. And he gave Moses an elaborate lesson in management and delegation, which provided Moses with the management tools that he needed to function as a leader of hundreds of thousands and millions of people. And the narrative is found in Exodus 18, 13 through 26. Jethro simply informed Moses, listen, you need to get some captains and some counselors and have some people under you and let the people go to them and they'll come to you with the big problems, but share the load and delegate the responsibility. And this is the way that Jethro from time to time advised Moses and enabled him to live and survive as a leader. When the Ethiopian Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, according to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, the Bible says that, that the encyclopedia says that the service that he rendered to the leader of the host of Israel was most valuable and beautiful. Hobab was an experienced sheik in the desert whose counsel and companionship Moses desired in the unfamiliar regions through which he was to travel. His knowledge of the wilderness and of its possible dangers would enable him to be to the Israelites' eyes for them. And in Numbers 10, 29, Moses said that Hobab, the son of Rugel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are setting out to the place which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us, and we will treat you well. For the Lord has promised good things to Israel. Though we cannot be sure, it seems that Hobab and Jethro did give their skills and their ability and their wisdom and their advice, their knowledge of the wilderness to Moses, and it meant well much good for the children of Israel and their leader as they traveled together. Moses' wife, Zipporah, specifically identified as Ethiopian, received the favor of Almighty God. And in Numbers 12 and 1, when Miriam and Abram spoke against Moses because of the Egyptian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Egyptian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who are on the face of the earth. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So they came out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam and both went forward. And he said, hear now my words. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a vision. I'll speak to him in a dream, but not so with my servant Moses. He's faithful in all of my house, and I speak with him face to face, even plainly, not in dark sayings, for he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was roused against them. 
and he departed. When the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. And Aaron turned toward Miriam, and there she was, a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, O oh my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us, in which we have done foolishly, in which we have sinned. It was only after seven days of leprosy that Miriam was relieved of the disease. They got in trouble fussing about Moses marrying that Ethiopian woman. Look at your neighbor and say, don't mess with Ethiopian women. <laughs> but let's take a few moments to talk about Caleb. The word Kenite is used only five times in Scripture. Once in reference to Jethro, and once in reference to Hobab. Three times the word Kenite is used in reference to a man called Heber. All of them would be Ethiopian individuals. In Judges 1 and 16, now the children of the Kenite, Moses' father-in-law, went up from the city of Palms with the children of Judah. And Judges 4.11 says, Now Heber, the Kenite, of the children of Hobab, the father, our brother-in-law of Moses. And finally, in Numbers 32 and 10, So the Lord's anger was aroused in that day, and he swore an oath, saying, Surely none of the men who came up from Egypt from 20 years old and above shall see the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they have wholly followed me, except Caleb. They've, because I'm sorry, because they have not wholly followed me. In verse 12, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kinzenite, the Kinzenite, the Kinzenite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord, so the Lord's anger was aroused against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of God was gone. So this word Kenzanite is used interchangeably with the word Kenite. It is used three times in reference to Caleb's father. Eight times the word is used of at least four other individuals some of whom, if not all of whom, were black. They were African people. Kenites and Kenzanites were black folk. The likelihood that since Caleb was called a Kenzanite, he shared the same ethnic characteristics that they shared and that they experienced. And so, in the word of God, Caleb is considered and called a Kenzanite. I would also note that both Kenites and Caleb's family were added to the same tribe, the tribe of Judah, the praising crowd. They were not born Jewish, but they chose to associate with and be a part of Israel. And I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe, if my understanding of the Bible is right, that they were African individuals. Christianity is not the religion of any restricted ethnicity. Black people are to be found 
in the Bible from cover to cover. I wish I had time to tell you about Simon of Cyrene, an African man who happened to be in Jerusalem at the time that Jesus was arrested and crucified. They chose Simon of Cyrene to help Jesus bear his cross. And that helps me to say that if Jesus needed help with his cross, he sometimes understands when we need help with our crosses. But a black man had the wonderful privilege of doing what all the truly wise and great men of history would have been glad to do, and that was to bear the cross of Jesus Christ. Black hands and woolly hair performed the task that others would not and could not perform. And so he went down in history as one who helped Jesus bear his cross. Not only could I talk about Simon of Cyrene, but I could talk about the Ethiopian eunuch, the secretary of the Ethiopian treasury, who happened to be in Palestine for the religious celebration. And on his way home, he met Philip, Deacon Philip, Deacon Philip told this Ethiopian eunuch about Jesus, and he said, listen, I want to be baptized. I want to follow Jesus. And this Ethiopian eunuch became the first Gentile in history to accept Jesus Christ and become a servant of his. And he carried Christianity back to the Coptic church in Ethiopia, and that church still exists until today. The first Gentile believer in Jesus Christ was an African. Clap your hands and praise God for that. But let's talk about this Caleb report. Caleb may well have been an African brother and member of the family of Jethro. Ten spies had come back with a bad report, but Caleb came back with a good report, saying, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. The ten spies contradicted his word and said we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. We, the land swallows people up. We cannot take this land. We cannot win against them. But Caleb gave a good report. And because of his good report, the Lord said, only you and Joshua are going to survive and live for going into the promised land. Everybody else over 20 is not going to go into the promised land. They will die in the wilderness. And so it may well be that Joshua and this brother who may have been an African are the only two that lived through the 40 years in the wilderness and went into the promised land. Others were struck by a plague and they died then and there. And the people who believed their bad report also died in the wilderness. Caleb and Joshua brought back a good report. So many people today, so many things are being said about us. So many bad reports are being made about us. They're saying black folk this and black folk that. But I want to say Caleb gave a good report. If you can but believe, you can overcome. If you can but believe, you'll have victory. So I just came back to tell you a Caleb report transforms our concept of who we are and what we can do. And to fail to issue a Caleb report is a sin, for God calls for faith reports. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. A Caleb report 
carries us into the realm where the impossible becomes possible. Things that are impossible with men are possible with God. And with God, all things are possible. Tell your neighbor, God is sovereign. All things are possible. A Caleb report enables us to break the paralysis of immobility and lack of progress. We can break free from the things that would hold us back if we have a Caleb report. A Caleb report enables us to attempt things that we otherwise would not attempt. A Caleb report fuels and empowers our dreams and our visions. Look at your neighbor and say, do you have a dream? Our vision? Give your dream a Caleb report and say we can through Jesus Christ. A Caleb without a Caleb report, God's purposes for us and the good work that God would have us do would be left undone. A Caleb report assures us that with the help of God, we can overcome. And a Caleb report lets us know that God will help us and God will be involved with us. This is my Bible. It is the word of God. I am what it says I am. I've got what it says I've got. I can do what it says I can do. And it says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. A Kaylee report says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. A Caleb report says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch forth the curtain of your dwellings. Lengthen the cords. Strengthen the stakes. You're going to break forth on the right and on the left. And your seed shall inherit nations and make desolate cities inhabited. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God said, you're going to break forth on the right and on the left. A Caleb report says, in Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above all, we ask, I think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church through all generations forever and forever. A Caleb report refers to the word of God that said, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Come on, testify to your neighbor. There's a Caleb report. There's nothing by any means shall hurt you. A Caleb report says in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who hath begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. A Caleb report says we're going to be all right because Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace is upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, by his stripes, we are healed. A Kelly report says in Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, 
to them who are the called according to his purpose. Tell somebody it's working out for my good. Tell them one more time it's working out for my good. A Kelly report says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I just want you to know God is adding to your life right now. You are increasing more and more every day. For when a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him. And so Caleb gave a Caleb report and he said, we are well able to take the land. We are well able to fight the enemy. They may be a giant nation, but giants do fall. They may be mighty, but God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we may ask our thing. And so Joshua, and that might have been an African, Caleb gave a good report, said we can do it, we can overcome, we can gain the victory. And ultimately they carried a new generation into Canaan land. Caleb was 40 years old when they went into the wilderness. Now at the age of 80, he came back to Joshua. He said, Joshua, we've been in the wilderness for a long time. I was 40 years when they came out of Egypt. Now I'm 83 years old and we've come into Canaan land. That there's a certain area in Canaan that's giant infused. There's a certain area that's mighty and powerful. The people there are warlike. I don't want any of these young fellas to have to go into the land. Let me have that place. Let me have that mountain. It may be if I get the mountain, I can overcome and gain the victory. I know I'm 83 years old, but I don't feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I've started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy, but I don't believe he brought me thus far to lead me. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I don't believe that he brought me thus far believe me. And so Joshua consented to Caleb, that Caleb, you're 83 years old, but God can do it through you. And he appointed Caleb to take the mountain. Caleb went in with his family and his soldiers. He defeated the enemy. He overcame them. He took the mountain. And he says to us, you may be old, you may be defeated, but the God that I serve is able, able. Come on and praise him, praise him. I don't feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I've started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy, but I don't believe. I don't believe he brought me thus far 
to leave me alone. Tell three people I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Child of God, don't you give up. Child of God, don't submit to defeat. You may be outnumbered. You may be overwhelmed. You might be overpowered. But God, I said God is able. Tell three people God is able. Glory, glory, he's able to heal your body. He's able to make a way for you. He's able to open doors that you can't even see. He's able to meet your need. He's able to take care of you. Somebody said that there's no food on the table. Sit down at the table. Anyhow, if there's no food on the table, say the blessing and believe that God will provide for you. And then he said, the God that I serve, he's able, tell your neighbor, he's able to do anything, able to do everything. If you trust him, he will make a way. He will bring you through. He will bring you over. He will bring you out. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. I wish somebody would become a hallelujah. Any high person, are there any hallelujah? Any high people in the house today? Hallelujah. Anyhow, never let your problem get you down. When misfortune comes your way, lift your hand to God and say, Hallelujah! Glory! Come on, praise Him! Stand up and praise Him! Stand up and magnify Him! He's making a way for you right now! He's opening a door for you right now. Your body is being healed right now. Raise your hand and say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Provision is being made for you. God will provide. If he watches over the lily and the bird, he will take care of you. Oh, yes, he will. Come on and praise him. Glory, glory. Stand up, stand up, everybody. If you believe God began to thank Him like He'd already done the miracle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. I feel healing. I feel deliverance in the room right now. I feel the power of the Lord right now. He's right here, right now. It's going to be all right. Tell your neighbor, he's right here, right now. 
and I believe it's going to be all right. Would you praise him? Hallelujah. 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 All right now. All right now. God said, It's all right now. All right now. All right now. God said, Walk around and tell your neighbor he's all right. All right now. Shake somebody by the hand. God said. Find somebody else that witnesses him. It's all right. It's all right now. God said. I just want you to walk around to two or three people and say, it's all right now. All right now. All right. How many of you want your miracle? How many of you want it? How many of you need it? How many of you got to have a miracle? Or else you can't face tomorrow. You can't face the future. I just want you to exercise your faith. Give your situation a Caleb report. Let that situation know you've got to change. You've got to move. Because my God has promised that it's all right now. Come on, tell him, devil, get out of my way. God said, it's all right now. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. Glory. Come on, praise him. Praise him. What would you do if you got your miracle right now? What did you do if God heard your prayer? Praise him like you already had it. Praise him like he's done it already. shared with you a couple of levels. I wanted you to know that black folk are all over the Bible. We didn't just come into this. We've been in it for a long time. 
and maybe even Caleb. We know about the Ethiopian eunuch and Simon of Cyrene, but maybe even Caleb himself was in Jethro's family some kind of way and got some of that African blood in him. They were musicians and singers, and Moses, when he added the Kenzanites to one of the tribes of Israel, he put the Kenzanites in the tribe of Judah, the praising folk, and they kept right on praising God even at that time. I let you know about black folk in the Bible, but more than that, I let you know God is able. Will you tell five people, will you tell five people God is able, God is able. 